They were destined to come together and to clash. But that first time Julie saw the man, for all her intuitive powers, she had no idea that she would ever see him again. Nor did she want to. She was in a hurry. Admittedly, she was very much in a hurry. But when she rounded the corner in her little Mazda, she was certain that she had the right of way. She hadn't even seen the Lincoln that came around from the opposite side at exactly the same time. And so they rammed, headfirst, right into one another. Luckily, they were both going five miles an hour, and both cars had huge, brand new bumpers. They collided and bounced. Shaken, Julie realized that they had been really lucky. They had struck one another just as if they had been playing bumper cars. There was no damage to her car, and she was certain that there was no damage to the heavier Lincoln. She could drive away, thank God. She couldn't afford the time to exchange insurance information or wait around to make a police report. The other car started to back away. She sighed with relief. She revved her car and backed away from the Lincoln. Then she paused politely. But the other driver was pausing too. They both paused and paused. Julie squinted, trying to see the driver. It was a man, she discerned, and he was letting her go first. He gave a short bump to his horn. She started at the sound, then jerked forward. He eased forward too. Once again, they slammed together. They were playing bumper cars. Julie smiled. She started to wave at the driver in the Lincoln, but watching him, she felt her smile begin to freeze. He wasn't smiling, nor was he going to drive away this time. He was getting out of his car and coming her way. He was wearing black jeans, a black leather jacket, and dark sunglasses. He was somewhere between 30 and 40, big, tall, broad-shouldered, but lean and graceful in his movements. And he reached her window quickly, damned quickly. Are you hurt? he demanded. No, she said quickly. No, I'm not hurt. Are you sure? Absolutely sure? Her smile came to life again. He seemed concerned, honestly concerned. And he had such a deep, rich, masculine voice. She didn't just hear his voice. She felt it with all of her body. It left a pleasant, shivery warmth inside her. He had a nice, clean-shaven jawline, a strong one, and a nice mouth, full, broad, warm and sensual. He might have been the man in her dreams, she thought. Before the darkness had descended, the darkness that even now threatened an uneasy feeling. I'm not hurt at all, she assured him quickly. And then his tone changed. Boy, did it change. What the hell did you think you were doing? He grated out. Now his voice was full of authority and command. It instantly struck a chord within her. Me? What the hell did you think you were doing? You little pea brain, I had the clear-cut right of way.
I even tried to let you go first. Given the fact that you're driving with your head in the clouds, your talent for accidents makes sense. Pea brain? No, this was not the man in her dream. Definitely not. Excuse me, sir, she purred sweetly, her lashes lowering over her eyes. Fight fire with oil, that's what she'd always heard. But you did not have any right of way, and I'm afraid that you do seem to be in a black-leathered mental wasteland. There's no reason. I was clearly- You most certainly were not, Julie interrupted. But she didn't face him. And she didn't have a chance to explain to him that the right of way had been entirely hers. Not the one required to yield, he finished his sentence, then looked at her, the slightest curve touching his lip 